This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. We're getting older. I guess that's kind of true of everybody. But at the same time, we're living longer And that's putting a lot of pressure on our retirement plans. So making sure that we're ready and efficiently planning our estates is more important than ever. I'm Martin Strong, and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we'll get some great advice about that from the folks at Macmillan Estate Planning. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Fingers crossed that this will help ease the sky-high prices we're currently paying to fill up our cars. The OPEC oil cartel and allied producing countries announced this past week they will boost production in July and August, a huge relief for a global economy suffering from soaring energy prices. We'll have to wait to see if it does any good. The decision by the OPEC alliance will help restore the cuts to production that were made during the worst of the pandemic recession. Google is writing to every member of parliament and senator in Ottawa, expressing fears that an online news bill is being rushed through parliament without proper debate. Bill C-18 is designed to support the Canadian news industry and would make online platforms such as Google and Meta pay out some dough to media organizations like newspapers for reusing their journalism. Google warns that the bill needs more scrutiny because of its far-reaching implications, including for the way the search engine ranks content. The Vancouver Public Library is scrapping overdue fines for all its materials, but that doesn't mean borrowers won't face costs if you don't return the stuff you borrow. A statement on the library's website says, as of now, overdue fines are eliminated for all items, including even musical instruments and interlibrary loans. If you've got outstanding fines now, you're also in luck. They'll be wiped from your record, although the library says that may take a few weeks. Borrowers will be reminded by phone or email about overdue items, but the library says if an item is still outstanding after 23 days, a lost item charge will be applied to the cardholder's account and will stay there until paid or the item is returned. The Vancouver Art Gallery is getting rid of admission charges for anybody under 18 starting July 1st. A statement from the Art Gallery says the free admission for kids and youth will be in effect until 2027 when the gallery moves to a new building. They're able to drop the admission charge for young people thanks to a $1 million gift from the Vancouver Foundation. The Art Gallery says it serves more than 1 million visitors from across the world each year, including 100,000 youth. The gallery also says it expects to announce uh, further changes to its membership programs very soon. And another reminder that uh, you should be careful if you're selling stuff privately through sites like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. RCMP were on the hunt this past week for two men who had arranged to buy some shoes through a private seller. I assume some cool running shoes. The seller gave them his address in Port Moody, and when they showed up, they took a look at the shoes, and instead of pulling out their wallet, 
They pulled out the pepper spray. They grabbed the shoes and took off. One of them was caught on camera, though. Port Moody police call it a brazen daylight robbery, and they encourage people to conduct these kind of sales in a public place like a coffee shop or in a parking lot. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's a look at estate planning. And it's not just for really old people or just for the really rich. It's for everybody. And it could save you and your family a ton of money in the long run. We'll talk to the folks at Macmillan Estate Planning when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And here's an interesting statistic. Over 9,500 centenarians are now living in Canada. A centenarian, by the way, is someone who is 100 years or older. That's according to the latest census, and that's a 16% increase from 2016. And that just goes to show us that uh, people are living longer in Canada. In fact, quite a few of us will live longer in our retirement than we will in our working life. So let that sink in. So protecting your wealth throughout your lifetime has become much more difficult and important than it once was. A volatile world coupled with increased life expectancy means we need to now put together a comprehensive plan that is robust enough to withstand the many risks that can happen throughout a lifetime of 100 years or more. Fortunately, There are a lot of estate planning strategies built to protect our wealth for the years ahead. Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning, macmillanestate.com, is joining us now to talk about what you and families can do to proactively plan. Thank you for joining us, Paul. Always good to have you. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for having me back. Great. Well, uh, I mean, it is a, it's a crazy thing about how we're living longer and that puts so much stress and importance on, on making sure we kind of think about how we're going to pay for our lifestyle and how, how we're going to, you know, pass that money along to our, our children and stuff. So let's just jump into it with uh, Macmillan Estate. Um, first of all, it's macmillanestate.com, the website. Uh, you know, let's talk about some of the popular strategies that families are currently employing to protect their wealth with the help of Macmillan estate planning? Yeah, that's, that's a good question, Martin. And it's a really good um, stat that you, you mentioned in your, your introduction there. Um, I suppose no matter what is happening in the world, we will, we all, always recommend that families sort of center their estate planning around the long-standing, tried and tested strategies, things like like the use of trusts, which of course right. have been around for hundreds of years, and there's there's no reason that that's going to going to change. Um, I, you know, and and just to be to be clear about this, when we think about a trust, we should look at it as a means of of putting a layer of protection around assets to to guard them against claims by third parties like a creditor, a litigant, or of course in some cases a matrimonial claim. Right. The I think the biggest thing I, I, I should say, Martin, is this is that a lot of people think that trusts are these really rigid structures that are 
terribly difficult to manage and things like that. But that, that's not true. When we put them together, they're usually really rather, rather flexible. And, and of course, we can, we can use them both in your will to protect your beneficiaries. And, and of course, we can use them during lifetime as well. Right. And I should mention, uh, before we go any further, because I want to ask you about trusts and, and exactly what are trusts. But uh, we're talking to Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning, and they have a couple of seminars. You might want to uh, take note of this. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, June 15th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time and uh, July 13th, also a Wednesday uh, at 5.30 Pacific Time. They have uh, virtual seminars that are absolutely free. And if you go to macmillanestate.com, uh, you can get a lot of your questions answered uh, about estate planning and about things like trusts. And I, I know for a lot of people like me, <laughs> when I, I hear the word trust, I think, oh, is a trust fund. Uh, it's, you know, a, a way to, to meet out uh, money to, to children, <laughs> to, to spoil children. Um, but it, it is very, it's, it's very more, it, it's co not com necessarily complex, but there are a million types of trust. So, so let's take a few steps back. Explain to us what a trust is exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the difficulty I have now, Martin, is you've put this image of a <laughs> cliche trust fund baby in my mind, but anyway, um, so so, so a trust, uh, in its purest form, it's a legal relationship whereby you have assets, you know, real estate, cash, shares, which are being transferred to the control of trustees. And they manage those assets on behalf of a, a beneficiary, subject to any rules or terms that you'd like to impose when you set up the trust. Now, we have, I suppose, trusts that we can use in our will, which we call testamentary trusts, where the rationale there is that the trusts will give a family protection from some of those things I talked about before, potentially tax, but certainly things like matrimonial and creditor or, or, or litigation uh, proceedings in, in a way that, say, a simple will, for example, doesn't. All a will does, of course, is just decides or makes clear where your assets should be distributed. It doesn't give you any protection. Now, in the alternative, we can also use a trust during your lifetime, where the principle is the same. It's all about protecting the estate. Um, you know, I suppose with a lifetime trust, we're also looking to privatize assets. But we are also, and this is the most important thing, if we use a trust in your lifetime, we want to make absolutely sure that you can remain in control of those assets. So the, the real takeaway, Martin, I suppose, is when you think of the word trust, think of it as a means of protecting assets, protecting wealth. Right. Yeah, it is funny because if you're like me, you watch too many TV shows and movies. It's all about protecting the money from the kid. <laughs> but it's actually not like that at all. It's it's protecting uh, the money from everybody else, I guess, in a way. Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, the, the fact is, is that certainly when we're talking about succession, we are essentially saying, okay, and typically it is mum and dad, you, you as the parents have, have built this wealth, you've sacrificed, um, 
we want to be sure that all of your hard work isn't lost when it transitions to your kids, maybe because they make a, a bad decision in terms of their marriage or their business or their finances. I sound terribly cynical and I, I apologize for that. But the, the whole point of planning your estate is almost planning for the worst, hoping to goodness it never happens. But if it does, we have these structures, these, these, these strategies in place to, to keep that wealth in the family. Yeah, and I, I think that's why you go to somebody like Paul at Macmillan Estate Planning, uh, macmillanestate.com, because you do sort of plan for the worst because it those kind of situations are never planned. You know, these sort of ugly, you know, uh, people arguing about money. But if you do it properly, then you don't have to worry about that stuff. And uh, I guess that's why Macmillan Estate Planning is there, macmillanestate.com. And uh, we're talking about trusts. And so I'm kind of getting the idea. You, you mentioned there were two types of trusts, uh, kind of living trusts and testamentary trusts. I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so so describe, what are the differences between those two trusts, the living trusts and the testamentary trusts? Okay, so so a living trust, and this may not come as a surprise to you, is something is a trust that you create when you are still alive. Okay. <laughs> and it is it is created by what is called a set law. They're the person that brings the trust into being. And that, that person, it could be you, it could be your spouse. And the idea is is that you can transfer assets into the trust during the lifetime as you see fit. Now once they're in that trust, those assets are essentially I suppose, separated from your, your personal estate. Now, that's where we get this idea of putting this fence around those assets to guard them, protect them against any, you know, any claims that may be brought. Now, as I said, the assets are held by a trustee, and that could be you on behalf of your beneficiaries, which again could include you, your spouse, kids, grandkids. But when you die, the trust stays in place. And because the assets are owned by someone else, the, the trustees, those assets inside the trust don't have to be probated. Now, obviously, probate is that procedure whereby you formalize someone's will when they pass away and you, you make an application to the court to get an order to allow the executive to deal with the assets. The point is this. If the assets are inside a trust and don't have to be subject to probate, that can be really beneficial in this province, of course, because if those assets don't have to go, go through probate, well, it follows that then they don't fall within the net that is provincial probate fees. And the upshot is, is that this sort of arrangement could well save your family thousands of dollars. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of paperwork, I'm guessing. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, one of the things is that it... Um, it serves as, as a, a sort of you know, vehicle, as I said, that if, it, if we're not having to deal with probate, well, typically we're saving a little bit of money on lawyers' fees, accountants' fees, which, uh, which people tend to like for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> and, and, then, and then we come on to, to, to the testamentary trust, Martin, just to give you the, the flip, flip side of that. Now, the testamentary right. trust, will uh, that's the one that's included within the terms of your, your will even though it doesn't sort of really come into being until you, until you die. Now, your assets will find their way into the testamentary trust once your estate has been administered, any taxes have been paid, your funeral costs, all of that sort of stuff have been, have been settled. Now, 
I should say that testamentary trusts, they're not really something that we use to, to, to save tax. It's more about this idea of protecting the estate in the hands of your beneficiaries. And the testamentary trust is something we use to make sure that, that, as I've said, wealth isn't lost by your beneficiaries as a result of, say, a marriage breakdown, failure of a business, financial problems, all of the things you never want to happen to your kids. That is what we're trying to protect against. And we can structure those trusts so that, indeed, any value remaining there when maybe your child has passed away will then move to your grandkids. And, and obviously, of course, that means it's retained within the, within the bloodline. Um, one thing that I do find really benefits from a, a consideration of, of a trust in your will is when you've got a blended family where you can say, okay, I have these obligations towards my new spouse and I want to discharge those, but ultimately I want to be clear that my assets find their way to my kids. Well, using a trust in that sort of scenario is brilliant in the same way as using trusts for maybe a family has a, uh, a disabled child. And, and of course, they want that child to inherit, but they also want to protect the beneficiary by by implementing, I suppose, a means of properly managing the inheritance for the benefit of that child, at the same time ensuring that, for example, they don't lose any entitlement to provincial financial support as well. Right. So it's, it's really being proactive uh, and, and just sort of anticipating problems before they arise. Yeah, yeah we're right. talking about... Yeah. We're talking to Paul Lindsay. He is with Macmillan Estate Planning and you can find them online, macmillanestate.com. You can give them a, give them a call at 1-833-266-6464. 1-833-266-6464. And they've got uh, uh, some virtual seminars coming up. There's one Wednesday, June 15th at 5.30 Pacific time. And Wednesday... July 13th at um, 5.30 Pacific time. Again, those are both Wednesdays and uh, they're absolutely free. So if you go to macmillanestate.com, you can sign up and uh, get a lot of your questions answered. And we've been talking about trusts and uh, and how Macmillan Estate Planning can can help you just get set up so that you can avoid all these problems and fighting and all that stuff. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the current situation with this, with the markets and inflation and all the different things that are happening and how you can make sure you are protected with the help of Macmillan Estate Planning. And that's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And we are talking about estate planning with uh, Paul Lindsay from Macmillan Estate Planning. And we started with the statistic about how many people are over the age of 100 in Canada. There are currently around 9,500 centenarians living in Canada. And that number is way up from 2016. That's a 16% increase. So we're all living longer. And uh, we really need to think about, um, uh, you know, how, how we deal with those years after we work. And we've been talking about trusts. And um, I want to talk about the current climate that we're in. I mean, this is like the last three years have been 
I mean, really unprecedented, obviously, with with COVID. And now we're seeing, you know, some rumbling in the stock markets. The real estate markets are kind of in question. Um, you know, like uh, how how is Macmillan Estate Planning uh, dealing with the kind of uh, the, those sort of unknowns? I, and I guess there are always unknowns. But but, you know, what what do you see for people? What do they need to do to protect themselves in this climate? Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a difficult one, that Martin. I mean, I think that one of the biggest things that's um, on our radar, I suppose, within this industry, are things like uh, the possible introduction of of a wealth tax, for example. Right. Um, the the current current government has been skirting around the idea of this for for a number of years, and it's it's already supported policies which i have to say haven't affected me directly but things like luxury taxes on cars and boats and planes and you know people that that, that flip flip houses but the interesting thing is that actually and just this is relevant to this point one of my colleagues recently brought to my attention some heavily redacted documents that were obtained by the canadian taxpayers federation under uh, an access to information request which show that the Prime Minister did ask for some formal analysis about a, a $60 billion wealth tax. So they're obviously looking at it. But, and I say this quite often, at this stage, we can only really speculate. We've got to just play the field that's in front of us. Now, whilst I personally will not rule out anything, it does beg the question, well, you know, what would a wealth tax mean for Canada? I mean, I, I would wager that a wealth tax could well generate some significant re revenue for the government, of course, but will it also lead to many wealthy, successful Canadians with established, well-known businesses looking to leave the country as, as a result? I mean, I don't think that's an impossible outcome. But, but these are, I suppose, back to your question, Martin, these are the sorts of things that, that we need to, be, need to be thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, when when it gets talked about that much, um, you know, it 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 could happen, and it's something that needs to be realistically looked at. And I and I guess that's why you need people who are who are on it all the time, like uh, Paul, who I'm talking to right now, Paul Lindsay from McMillan Estate Planning. And I should mention those virtual seminars; they're coming up. Uh, one's Wednesday, June fifteenth at five thirty p.m. our time, and then uh, Wednesday, July thirteenth at five thirty. Pacific time. And they're absolutely free. You just have to go to macmillanestate.com and uh, sign up and uh, you can get your, your questions answered. And, um, you know, getting back to this wealth tax, which, uh, I mean, how is, is it, like you say, it's, it's something to always be looking at, but, but how can you plan for, for an impending wealth tax? Is it what kind of strategies can you have for that? Yeah, I mean, just back to my, my previous point, Martin, I mean, all we can do really is, is just play the field that we have in front of us. However, we do find that, that one particular strategy that our clients like, and in fact, we thought that this might be uh, attacked during the last budget, is the use of what is known as the exotically named maximum <laughs> tax actuarial range, MTAR for short. Now, this allows you and this is still perfectly available to Canadian taxpayers, it allows you to tax shelter up to 25% of your net worth during your lifetime 
And that 25% can grow tax-free, compounding year on year, with the value then passing to your beneficiaries, again tax-free when you pass away. Now, this strategy, this MTAR, the Maximum Tax Actuarial Range, if you have a corporation, this can be even more valuable because it can be used to, to eliminate what we call the dividend tax that will ordinarily be payable by your estate to get, get trapped value out of your company when you pass on. I think the best way really to, to think about this is just to imagine it as being a, like a giant tax-free savings account. Yeah, because I, I I guess a lot of people don't know about this. Uh, a lot of people can't pronounce it. The maximum tax <laughs> actuarial range, the MTAR. Uh, but I, I guess that's why uh, you need a professional to. I mean, so, so I mean, yeah, just it sounds like a big tax free savings account. But it sounds. I guess the harder it is to pronounce, the more um, you know lucrative it can be. Well, exactly. It's it's mysterious that now, isn't it? But no, I mean. <laughs> It is, it is something that when we talk to people about it, Martin, they, they say, we had no idea that this existed. And, and, and yeah, I mean, coming back to your point, that is why there is, without question, value in, in taking suitable advice when you are looking to plan your estate, when you're looking to do some, some good, solid tax planning. Right. And uh, that would be Macmillan Estate Planning. We're talking to Paul Lindsay. Go to macmillanestate.com. Their phone number is 1-833-266-6464. 833-266-6464. So, um, you know, assuming, I guess you can't really assume, well, you sort of can assume that a wealth tax is coming. What other tax planning strategies uh, do you have for, for families to take advantage of before a wealth tax comes down the line? Well, there are, there are certainly some other strategies that we've we found to be really useful, um, particularly if you, if you own your own business. There is a strategy which is called an estate freeze, which in essence, it's both an estate protection or an asset protection strategy where a business owner is looking to, to, de to defer capital gains tax on their business's value by freezing its present value from a tax perspective and then allowing others, usually the family, to share in its future growth. Now, what it means is this, is that if we know how much tax that business owner is going to pay, we can then put a plan in place to ensure that not only those taxes can be paid without disrupting or even destroying the business, but we also look to, to take steps to then eliminate that tax liability over the rest of the business owner's lifetime. Um, these sorts of things can also really enhance a business succession plan because when you are you know, passing on that growth in your lifetime to sort of keep the tax away from it during your lifetime, what you're also doing is you are potentially giving the next generation some skin in the game because they can clearly see that any growth or future value is coming to them. And that usually tends to strengthen their, their ongoing participation in the business. But all of this can be done whilst the original business owner keeps control. Right. But, you know, like, like so many of these things we've talked about today, Martin, if this sort of thing. If an estate freeze sounds appealing, maybe you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to hold out for the economy to stabilize a little bit, or indeed to see if the market falls. We'd still encourage you to, to, to start those conversations now, because implementing this sort of strategy can be of real value to, 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 to you as a family, 
and your estate planning, but it does take a bit of time. Yeah. And a little bit of knowledge, and it's probably uh, very intimidating for many people. <laughs> and that's why uh, Macmillan Estate Planning is here. And as I say, MacmillanEstate.com. And you've got virtual seminars coming up Wednesday, June 15th at 5.30 p.m. And uh, Wednesday, July 13th at 5.30 p.m. Just go to MacmillanEstate.com to sign up. And uh, they're absolutely free. And uh, I'm sure the kinds of things that we've delved into, people have their own specific examples. So, so um, what happens at these seminars? How, how can you help people at the seminars? Well, essentially, Martin, you know, with your consent, of course, we will just appear in your home, in your car, in your, you know, wherever you may be. And we will give you a, a, a general overview of what, estate planning looks like and uh, you know some of the, the the concerns or considerations that we we tend to to come across um there, there there's there's a raft of, of topics that we we talk about i mean we're always going to be looking at things like tax planning legal planning trusts um succeeding your business protecting your assets generational planning having a charitable giving strategy and also um, it's, it's pretty common as well for us to be focusing on things like uh, U.S. estate tax issues for, for Canadians too. So it's a real, it's, it's a wide gambit of, of topics that we cover off. Right. And uh, as I say, there's one coming up on the 15th of this month, June 15th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time and Wednesday, July 13th at 5.30 Pacific time. And uh, do you recommend uh, like maybe uh, nachos or chips or maybe a red wine or a white wine to go with the seminar? Or is it what I guess it's up to the person? Well, I mean, I think I think really just have an eclectic mix. I don't know, a cup of tea and a cheeseburger is my personal <laughs> favorite, Martin. But there's there's no judgment as long as you're there, and more importantly, as long as after you've watched it, you 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 sort of get some value from it. Um, I really don't think it's it's wasted time. It's it's uh, it's presented in quite a casual, informative way. So. Um, so yeah, I suppose I could have got myself some revenue for advertising certain products there, Martin. But yeah, never no, and maybe you don't want to, you just want to concentrate and get your questions answered. Go to MacmillanEstate.com to sign up. And also, uh, families have an opportunity to take advantage of a complimentary consultation with a member of the team at Macmillan Estate Planning. And uh, I guess that can be very, very, uh, helpful. Yeah, I mean the, the the way it works is we will happily chat to you about your 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 situation if you like. You know, we we'll, we like to learn about your family and and really what makes you tick, what some of your goals are from 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 potentially exploring some estate planning. But we also like to understand what your estate looks like and if there's anything in particular that you you know, you, you wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, concerned about, and then we have, in fact, we, we offer a second complimentary session where we come to you with some ideas. We show you what this would look like and how we may be able to, you know, to deal with those concerns, those problems, or indeed just those, those areas of interest. 
Yeah. And I, again, I guess everybody is different. Every situation is different. And uh, so the solutions are always different. Well, Paul, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Paul is with Macmillan Estate Planning. MacmillanEstate.com is the website. You can sign up for those seminars. There's one Wednesday, June 15th at 5.30 our time, Pacific time, and Wednesday, July 13th at 5.30 Pacific time. Thanks for talking to us, Paul. Pleasure. Thank you, Martin. Always a pleasure. Uh, and the number for Macmillan Estate Planning is one 6464 833-266-6464. the website. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, look up. The crows are attacking. I'll have some ways you can keep out of their way as Vancouver lives through another crow attack season. That's coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Have you been buzzed by a crow lately? It's crow attack season in Vancouver. Sometimes they just yell at you in that crow way. Other times they follow you and maybe buzz you. Sometimes they will attack and make contact. It's not like the crows don't like us or they're, you know, trying to take over society. They're just protecting their babies. And according to the BC SPCA, springtime to early summer is crow nesting season. So Vancouver is right in the thick of it currently. Thankfully, there are a few ways to protect yourself from crows and a number of ways to figure out which areas may be the most problematic. A student from Langara College has now created a way for humans to share their experiences with the crows. It's a geographic information system that a student named Jim O'Leary designed called Crow Tracks. Crow Tracks allows you to go online and report a nasty crow and tell others exactly what happened, along with the level of aggressiveness on a scale of one to five. It's kind of a Yelp review for crows. Some of the reported attacks that have occurred since the beginning of May this year seem particularly violent. One person posted that, quote, five or six crows attacked me and my two dogs, bombed us with poop, unquote. Another said that a crow, quote, attacked from behind and left a bleeding cut on the skull, unquote. And that's not the only time that's happened. According to Crow Tracks, there have been several crow attacks around the lower mainland where the crows have broken the skin of their human victims. One of the worst areas is in Vancouver around East 10th, and Guelph, there seems to be a particularly aggressive crow or group of crows that hang out in that area and have committed several vicious attacks. Another admitted that while they were jaywalking, quote, a crow hit me really, really hard on the back of the head out of nowhere. They were jaywalking. So clearly the crows are sticklers for pedestrian safety. In terms of what you can do to protect yourself, the BCSBCA says, uh, first of all, find an alternate route for a while if it's happening over and over again. And if you're really desperate, an umbrella not only protects you, protects you, but scares the crow. Uh, another thing is the fact that crows usually attack from behind. Uh, they don't like to attack head on. So you can, oh, this is, this is weird, but it works. You could wear a Halloween mask on the back of your head because they're smart crows, but they're still crows. They're not that smart. Crow nesting season ends in July. So we've got at least another month of aggressive uh, crows 
Uh, so be careful out there. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer coming up. Are you recycling everything you could be recycling? You might be surprised by what they're keeping out of the landfill these days, and you can help. Plus, it's the latest consumer news headlines all coming up when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.